in the foyer, feel free to bring your uh, tea or coffee through, join us in the auditorium, in the lounge. Good morning, how are we all doing? Good, great, lovely to see you all. Good morning to you if you're online with us today, great to kind of see you. Good morning, good morning. Make your way in. We had our first 8.30 a.m. gathering this morning. Yeah, it was good. It was a lovely, fantastic time together at 8.30, bright and early. Well, if you're here for the very first time at Activate, it is wonderful to have you with us today. Special welcome to you today. We pray that you will enjoy yourself with us this morning. We do have a welcome pack for you. If you haven't already picked up one of our welcome packs, there is a white bag that the host, look at that, our wonderful host down the back there waving our welcome packs. So you can pick up one of those as you leave the gathering this morning and we'd love you to fill out the card inside and pop it into one of the boxes, one of our giving boxes into the foyer and we would love to get in touch with you during the week. We'd love to get to know you a little bit more. Did you know that Kit Buckley and the family are at Tuaco this morning? So I declare blessing upon them this morning at Tuaco. That's great, eh? Very good. Well, we have a birthday boy in our house today. I wonder if there is any other birthday people here this morning. Julie, it's, is it today as well? It's Julie's birthday today as well. Yes, lovely. You have to keep your hand hand raised for chocolate. And anyone who's had a birthday or a wedding anniversary in the past week, we would love to give you some sweets as well. Happy birthday, Lana. (laughs) Any other birthdays, wedding anniversaries do we have in the house? Who, who, who? can see you. Going down this way. Happy birthday! Lovely. Hope you had a great day. Anyone else? No other children? And wedding anniversary. What day is your wedding anniversary? Monday. So you got married just before your birthday. Nice. Did you get choc- Did you get a few chocolates? Happy wedding anniversary. How many years? Thirty-five. Oh, congratulations! Woohoo! That's a biggie. Thirty-five years. Come on. Hope you celebrated well. We'll continue celebrating today on your birthday too. Congratulations. Did we get everyone? We got all the chocolates. Yes. All the sweets, thank you, hosts. 
I declare blessing upon the birthday people and wedding anniversary people. I don't know where Sheridan is, but he's somewhere around here somewhere. He, he, he did get a chocolate at the first one. We declare blessing upon him too. We declare blessing upon your year ahead, upon these weeks, months, year ahead in Jesus' mighty name. And I declare wonderful God encounters for every one of you. I declare dreams realised. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for intimate relationship with you for each one of these birthday anniversary people this year. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Great. Wonderful. Well, there are lots of things happening, so can I please encourage you to keep your eyes and your ears out for for everything coming up. The, The Activate News comes out every Thursday. The email comes out. If you don't get that, then please let us know because we want to keep you up to date with what's happening. We do have next Sunday night, actually, we've got Garth Chinpoi coming from, Pastor Garth is coming from City Church in Christchurch. He's going to be with us next Sunday night. It's going to be a great night. He's got an amazing testimony of how he first encountered God. And so I encourage you to bring people next Sunday night. That's going to be a great night. Plus, did you know that today is the last day to register for Activate Conference with the early bird price? Not the last day to register, but if you want to get in for early bird, then today is your day. Maybe you already did that at the Crossover Cafe. But there's more things to update you with, so take a look at the screen and... Hey everyone, welcome to Activate Church. I hope you've had a great week. Yeah, and also a big welcome if you're new to Activate or if you're watching from Ruakura, North or Tuako Campus. It's so good to have you with us. On the 15th of Feb at 7pm we have Activate Education starting. It's going to be great. I encourage you to email Pastor Michael Brown if you want to get involved. Next Sunday, we have something super exciting coming up. We have Steve and Sally McCracken joining us via Zoom at our morning gatherings. So make sure you're there because it's going to be a great opportunity. I'm very excited for 2021 with Activate Youth. And we have intermediates and youth starting up again this Friday, 6.30 to 8.30. Come along, bring your friends. It's going to be a great time. We have healing rooms coming up on the 13th of February from 10.30 to 12.30 p.m. at Rokuta Campus. Well, I'm so looking forward to being with Pastor Sheridan, Jan, and every one of you at Activate Conference. The thought of ascend is just an incredible thought that God has an open heaven for us, that we don't need to park in where we are now or what we've been through, but literally there's an invitation where God is saying, come up higher. And I want to challenge and encourage you, come along to ascend and let's believe together that we're going to have a clear word from heaven that's going to elevate us to new heights. Don't miss it. Don't allow other things to get in the way. But remember, God's got greater ground for every one of us to walk on. We love and believe in you. See you soon at Ascend. Have you registered for Activate Conference? Can I tell you that it's super cheap? 
It's amazing. Yeah. And we have early birds closing today. So get in, get to the hub, go through the Facebook event and sign up. It's coming up on the 11th to the 13th of March very soon. I encourage you to come along. It's going to be great. Well, that's all from us today. Yeah, we pray that you experience God's love today. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. What's up, Activate Church? How you guys doing? Turn to the person next to you and say, what's up? What's up? Stand to your feet. Join us as we lift them up in praise and worship this morning. Come on. We've got some Activate music in the house this morning. To your open arms, God, I choose to walk with you with all my heart. All the trust, all the trust will come, that your will be done. You've already won. So, with everything, my heart will say that you are king. Let's sing, Jesus, Jesus. Savior, healer, there is no one like you. You are my God, holy. You are one and all for me. You are one the victory. You are one the victory. In the choir. In the choir. I'm saved by grace. All the trials, all the trials may come, that your will be done. You've already won. So with everything, my heart will sing that you are king. We sing Jesus. Shout of praise. Thank you, Lord. You won the victory.
get the timing right on this one. Activate music, look it up. Strength when I am weak, so with you there's 
Father God, we thank you that you never give up on us. Father God, you are with us every step of the way with your arm outstretched, saying, come, come to me. Come to me, walk with me. Thank you, Father, that we can trust you. Thank you, Father, for your love that supersedes anything and everything. Thank you, Jesus.
so grateful our eyes on You. Thank You that You gave it all. You didn't hold back one little bit, that You gave it all for us. Thank You. And so we do look to You. We look to You right now. Even if we need to look to You afresh right now, to lift our gaze again to You. Thank you for your grace and your mercy poured out. Thank you for your sacrifice for us. Thank you. Thank you that we don't have to hang our heads low, but that we can raise our gaze to you. Thank you for grace and mercy poured out right now. Thank you, Heavenly Father for your free-flowing love upon every single one of us right now. Unconditional love. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We look to you. We lift our eyes to you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to continue in this atmosphere and celebrate communion together. Isn't that great after a song like that? Continuing to celebrate and remember everything that he has done. So Cornel is going to come and lead us around communion. You can take your seats. How about you give Cornel a hand?
as she comes. Good morning, church. Right. As the host team, wonderful host team, thank you for um, distributing the emblems. And once you got it, just hold on to it. Um, then you can all take it right all together at the end. All right. Now, we all know what it feels like to have an unpleasant emotion. You get triggered by this unpleasant emotion. We've all experienced it daily, whether it's with your children and your work, uh, whether it's financial. You know, thank you, Ashley. You know that feeling your heart starts to beat a bit faster, your body tenses up like mine is doing right now. <laughs> and uh, your breath, you sometimes, you know, you get a bit short of breath. And um, let's draw this experience. So here you're going along. You're in your zone. There's a trigger, whatever that may be. And suddenly there's an escalating reaction. Um, that happens, and um, that could be anger, that could be anything, that could be um, stress, that could be anything like that. And then one way that health experts always uh, remind us of a very wonderful tool that we can use is intentional breathing, you know, deep, slow down your breathing, just calm down, take a pause, and we call this dropping anchor. So right there at the escalation of whatever it is, you drop anchor. You just pause, you breathe, and you would want that reaction. I could have done it bigger. Eh? <laughs> uh, you would want that reaction. You want your body just to calm down, to calm that reaction down. What happens then is that that curve does not go up anymore. That curve with that then goes like that and it comes down right now with communion this is one of our Christian anchors uh, experience for Christians that can trigger this emotion so a trigger there there's your trigger and that could be something happens and you're doubting God would God come through for me is this something that um as you heard my prayer, why is this prayer not answered? Um, you lose your job. You've been praying about it. Somebody, there's offense. There's so many things that triggers us and that triggers that emotion. Um, failure in business. Um, all these things, even sin. And Jesus tells us exactly the same thing. When that emotion or that reaction or that event escalates, escalates, drop anchor. Jesus tells us, I am your anchor. And um, in Hebrew, what does Hebrew say? This hope that we have is an anchor for our soul. So we drop anchor right there. And this is what community is about today. It is just coming back to the truth, the truth of Jesus. He has died for us. He has given us victory, exactly, he's, he's, and he said to us, he says yeah, in um, uh, Luke 22, I've got my glasses on, <laughs> okay, 
This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Remember this. Drop anger. Get yourself settled. Likewise, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. So Jesus tells us as a church, when you are suffering in life, um, things spiral out of control, pause, drop anchor, and remember his unspeakable sacrifice, that wraparound love, that eternal victory on the cross. So, and that is our anchor. There's Jesus, and he is our anchor. And communion is an wonderful way to drop anchor and get that curve. Instead of going up, it comes down. And the other thing that I think as a church as well, even for us as a community, um, when we as a church go through something, um, let us always remember to come back to the basics of the gospel, that Jesus Christ died for our sins. As a church, we come and we wrap around each other and we drop anchor, we settle ourselves, let the noise of the past or even the challenges of the future, let that subside and let us drop anchor all today as we do it. Think of that. And another way also to drop anchor is also prayer. It is praise. But this morning, let us settle ourselves in what Jesus has done on the cross. Let us just calm down and I will pray for us and then you're welcome to take the emblems in your own time. Lord, we, we're so thankful for what you've done. We're so thankful that you were willing to give this unspeakable sacrifice, Lord, to, to give your life for us, Lord. And because of this, this morning, we are sure, we are confident that whatever the future holds, you've got it in the palm of your hand. Whatever the future holds, Lord, you've got us. Thank you that you died for us, Lord, so that we can live and have life in abundance, Lord. Be victorious over sin and be victorious over the onslaught of the enemy, Lord, that we are not left by ourselves, but that you've given us the ultimate gift and so that we can be forever with you, Lord. Greater love than that, there is nowhere, Lord, and we thank you for that. Remind us this week as we face our own storms, whatever that might be, Lord, to just pause, to drop anchor in God's truth. Jesus, you are the truth, not facts. Facts are not truth. You are the truth. Your word is the truth. Help us to calm ourselves down so that the situation doesn't escalate, Lord, but that our eyes are on you. And we thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for that immeasurable mercy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Cornel.
How about giving Cornell a hand? That was fantastic. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning if you're online with us today. Great to see you. Hey, as a, just before the musos take a seat, uh, Luke and did Josh come out as well? Did I see Josh? 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 Oh, Josh, can you come up here, mate? And Luke, can you come up here too? Hey, they were all Activate songs we sang this morning. Isn't that cool? It's fantastic, eh? That's great. That's great. It's very cool. I hope this is encouraging for the whole music team. You, you know those orb things that have, like, power and they kind of, the, the, and you put your hand to them and, like, the spark or the, the power all comes to your hand and they go, zzz, zzz. you know what I'm talking about? Zzz. I kind of saw the relationship, like, between you guys like that. And um, except it was between the two of you rather than off an orb. And I really felt uh, God's encouragement for the two of you guys to have each other's backs. And that there's this, there's this super, supernatural, there's a supernatural sparking that's happening. And while I was seeing that, I just saw the hand of God come down and turn up whatever it is that makes it spark more. And, um, and I believe by faith that, that the two of you are going to spark off and really release something new in God together. And so I really wanted to encourage you that publicly. Not only encourage you, but to empower you. Say, just go for it. You know, just go for it. And, um, and, and we've, we've got your back. Have each other's backs really important. But we'll champion you all the way. So, amen. Great. Cool. Fantastic. That's good. Hey, this morning, wherever you are, why don't you stand up? And if you're online, you could stand up as well. And if there's more than one of you in the room, that's brilliant. But stand up wherever you are. I would like you, please, to take a couple of minutes to pray for one another. Bless one another right where you are. Come on, let's release the power of God, the goodness of God, a fresh touch of God into each other's lives, maybe groups of four. Um, if, if you need to be healed, please just say what you need. Put the request out there. Say what you need. Maybe you need provision. There's a need of some description, a supernatural need. Let's lift it before God this morning. If you're online, I encourage you to do this. Even if you're on your own, just right where you are, start to speak out to God what you need this morning. A supernatural touch, the hand of God on your situation, on your lives. In Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for your presence. You promised where two or three are gathered, you're amongst us by your Spirit. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. You are where we're gathered. You're not limited by this room. You are where we are gathered. And this morning I ask that you would touch your church, that you would bless your church, you'd refresh your church in Jesus' name. Those who have needs, Father, of healing or provision or solutions, whatever the case is, maybe jobs this morning, we release those by faith in the name of Jesus. And we give you thanks and we honour you and we bless you. I ask that you would rest, Holy Spirit, on every person, that you would encourage every person in the name of Jesus this morning. Amen.
Fantastic. Yeah, grab a seat. Brilliant. Well, wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. This morning we are in Luke chapter 18. We're heading towards kind of a, 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 well, hopefully a close to the book of Luke around Easter time. And this morning we're in Acts, uh, Luke 18 verses 1 to 8, which is a wonderful passage. It's a challenging passage. But let me encourage you with it. If you've uh, got a Bible or an app or something, why don't you go there now so you can follow along. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 8, reads like this. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. That's not a good judge right there, is it? A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. That, that could have been, um, that line there, driving me crazy, could also have been written, this woman is giving me a black eye. Interesting, no? This woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will, find, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? What is the context of the passage? It's not a trick question. It's in verse 1. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never... You can do better than that. They should always... Thank you. And never... Great, great. I want this to get in here this morning. Never give up. And never give up. And then the conclusion of the passage is when Jesus returns, people will have lost the value and the practice of prayer, of keeping the faith. The context of keeping the faith in this passage is prayer. Make sense? Talking about prayer, the context of prayer. Jesus will be looking for and responding to those who have kept the faith. In other words, those who pray those who constantly come before him, the word worship there can also be extrapolated, but mean prayer and worship. Sorry, the word pray. To mean prayer and worship. Those who are coming before him into his presence, communicating, journeying with him. When I read that, my immediate response is, ouch! It's just not comfortable. In today's climate, in today's culture, in today's church, I just look at it and I go, ouch, that hurts. Now, I think this would be a great passage to discuss in your Activate groups, actually. You could tease this out a bit together, and I hope you are in an Activate group. But I was asking myself the question, what is often the worst attended thing in the life of church? See, it just rolled off your tongues. Prayer meetings. 
So if a prayer meeting is a representation of our attitude and commitment to pray, can I say right now that we're in trouble? Because Jesus said, pray and don't give up. Keep praying. Keep praying. So can I ask you this question this morning? And um, my job today, whether you're here or there or anywhere else, is not to make you comfortable. My job is to get the Word of God into you. So can I ask you this question? What is your attitude to prayer? When I said the word, did you kind of go, oh, Flippy's talking about prayer. There's only one thing worse than that. That's if he talks about giving. <laughs> I can do that too if you want. As a man sows, so he shall reap. On the 21st of March, actually, which is not too far away, in the evening... Uh, myself and a, and a group of pastors around Hamilton, we've um, rented Boys High Gym, the big gym, and we're coming together as churches, inviting the whole of the Waikato to come together and pray. That'll be good, eh? You should be part of that. That'll be really good. It's going to be great fun. Put that in your diary, 21st. 18 verse 1. They should always pray and they should never give up. That's Jesus' suggestion to his disciples. No, it's not a suggestion. It's a command. They should always pray and they should never give up. I think that prayer is a loud and proud declaration of our attitude to God, personally. So loud, well, actually, I said that wrong. It's not actually a loud and proud declaration. It's a humble declaration of our attitude to God because it's the humble who pray. With me? Yeah, doing okay? I'm not trying to beat you up, but I am trying to provoke you. Well, it's the word of God. 2 Chronicles says, Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sins, I'll restore their land, my eyes will be open, my ears will be attentive to every prayer made in this place, for I have chosen this temple, it was the temple, but now we are the temple, this temple, and set it apart to be holy. It takes humility to pray so the proud don't bother. So if you're not a prayer, you join the dots. You join the dots. Prayer is the practice of humble people. Proud people don't pray because they're self-sufficient. Well, the world revolves around me. It all comes from me, out of me. I don't need to pray. That is pride. And Proverbs verse 3 and 34, it's repeated in James, says the Lord opposes the proud and he favours the humble. Now, if it's one thing I have learnt in my life to date as I celebrate another birthday, and happy birthday, as I celebrate another birthday today, is that life can be tough without God opposing me. I do not want to put myself in a position where God is actively opposing me, yet that's what the Scripture says. He opposes the proud and he favours the humble. Can we just for a moment look at that phrase? God opposes the proud and he favours the humble. Simple, yet powerful. 
God, Webster Dictionary, I love the way it defines God, actually, supreme or ultimate reality. God opposes or scorns the proud, scorns. The, um, some of your translations probably say that God mocks the mockers. The accurate Greek phrase is that God opposes the proud. The proud are the ones having or showing an excessively high opinion of oneself or in oneself. So God opposes the proud and he favors, he gives grace, kindness and favor to those who humble, who are submissive to him, they're lowly in spirit, come before him and rely on him. And for the, the proud, it's like, it's all, I've got this. You know, that's what pride is, isn't it? I've got this. I can sort this. It's, it's all within me, within my power, within my grasp to shape and work out whatever it is I'm trying to do. But the pride, uh, that's the proud. But the humble come before God and say, God, actually, you are. You are in control. God, I need you to come through in this. God, I want to walk through this with you. I like Psalm 23. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he walks with us. I don't know about you, but I'd rather walk with them than walk it alone. Because life has a habit of throwing up the odd shadowy valley. And to have the confidence to walk through it with God is the humble God, I'm walking with you. God, I don't like this, but I'm walking. But at the end of the day, prayer is a conversation, isn't it? Actually, it says the worship, it's about those who come before God in prayer and worship is what it's saying. And, and it's about coming before God, coming into his presence consistently and regularly. It's about, it's about walking with him, communicating with him, not just rocking up with your shopping list today. Here I am, Lord. This is what I need. It's about coming into his presence and communing with him. Having the conversation. Lord, this is good. That's not good. Help me with this. I need to see you in that. Can you show me the way in this? Can you provide a solution in that? It, um, there's an old saying that 10% of the fishermen catch 90% of the fish. Have you heard that? No, no one's heard that saying. Where have you been? You live in New Zealand. 10% of the fishermen, maybe it's just because I'm a fisherman. You're not fishermen. You must have boring lives. What do you do? 10% ten, ten of the fishermen catch 90% of the fish. It's a bit like the old 80-20 rule, you know? If you've done any leadership study whatsoever, you've read about the 80-20 rule. 20% of the people do 80% of the work. All that kind of stuff. 10% of the fishermen catch 90% of the fish. Why do you think that would be? Go on. Yeah, yeah, say it. You can, you can express yourself. <laughs> Probably because only 10% of the fishermen are out regularly fishing. Yes. Makes sense, eh? You thought there was going to be some deep answer. That's deep. You want to catch fish? Go fishing. Really hard to catch fish when you're sitting on TV watching a fishing show. You're not going to catch much fish. If you're out on the water, you've got a much higher chance of catching fish. I know, rocket science. So, but, but maybe it's the same with prayer. Oh man, they always sing answers to prayer, those people. Maybe it's because they pray. Wow, God seems to move in their life a lot. Maybe it's because they asked him to and they were talking with him and journeying with him. Maybe God was their 
first resort rather than their last resort. It's a challenge for me. This is a challenging scripture. I think, how often do I... I was quite convicted about the other day. I was thinking about something. I was listening to the scripture and something prompted me and I thought, oh, you know, that's, that's, sometimes I get the, the cart before the horse. I'll be in a meeting or something and, and, I'll, and I'll say something and then I think, I should have prayed about that or I should have asked God, but I've already said it. Instead of going, Lord, how would you answer this? Well, Lord, give me wisdom on this. Well, Lord, I'll lead you wisdom in this meeting. Can I please have it now before I go in? Rather than coming out going, oh, God, that was difficult. Yeah, well, you could have asked. We all do it. But it's good. See, Scripture encourages us to remain vigilant and not get weary. However, it also tells us that many will lose the faith in the last days. Jesus says, I will be looking for those who have not lost the faith. For those who have kept the faith, that is those who are in contact with me, praying, worshipping, in my presence. They are the ones I'm looking for. So the question is, are we ones who are going to keep the faith or are we not? That's really the question. Matthew 24.10 says, And many will turn away from me and betray me and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. So the question I would ask naturally is, what does it look like to be among the faithful? Good question. We've kind of pulled it apart. Let's ask the question, what does it look like to be among the faithful? I've got three very, uh, well, maybe they're not simple, things that came out of the passage. The first one is this, present before God. Those who are faithful, among the faithful, Will, be, will, will present, will be present before God. They are the ones who will be praying, they will be worshipping, they will be found in the presence of God. They will be found there regularly amongst the faithful. Number two, be bold. Those who have relationship are bold. Those who, there's a, there's a difference. If I don't know you and I come up with some crazy thing and ask you for it, you could just say I'm being arrogant. But if I've got relationship with you, you could go, it's different, isn't it? Wow, that's bold. I would expect my sons could ask things of me that no one else could. And I'm not going to think, oh, you arrogant. Well, I might. But most of the time, I'm not going to think that was arrogant. Most of the time, it's just going to be, well, we've got the relationship for him to ask that. But if the person doesn't know me, I'm probably going to look sideways and who the heck do they think they are? I think it's the same with God. When we're walking with God, when we're uh, in relationship with Him, when we're in conversation with Him, it places us, it positions us so that we can be really bold with our requests and our que He knows anyway. You're not fooling Him. We're not going to talk about that or try and keep it under the rug so that He doesn't find out. He knows. He knows. So just get that one out of you, you know? He knows. The only person you're fooling is yourself. So we can come boldly. Be bold in his presence. That's what the cross did for us. It allowed us to come into his presence boldly. Boldly. And thirdly, keep at it. Be consistent. Be, be consistent. Keep praying. Keep worshipping. Don't be one who starts and doesn't 
finish. When you gave your life to Jesus, when I gave my life to Jesus, I didn't say, Jesus, I give you my life for the next 17 months. I gave him my life. End of story. I said, I choose to do it your way. I choose to walk with you in the ups and the downs. If I fall down, if I make a mess of it, I choose to get back up again and go again because I gave you my entire world. It wasn't just a good idea. It wasn't just put the Christian stamp on me as an insurance policy to get to heaven. No, no, I gave you my life. I said, I'm partnering with you. I said, I'm doing this with you. I'm now joined with you, not only in this life, but for all eternity. So what I got, you got, and we're doing it together. That's what being a disciple of Christ is. Um, no, 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 no. I will pray between um, 10, oh, flip, it's 11 o'clock. He should be finishing soon. So, Lord, I will say amen now. And then I'll see you next Sunday at 10. It's not what we signed up for. And it's not what it's talking about when it talks about consistently. It doesn't mean consistently coming to church every week, although that may well be included in there. It means consistently living a life of connection with them. Consistently living a life of worship. Consistently living a life where I choose to look in his direction. When I, have, when I need solutions, I look in his direction. Consistent. It's really challenging, isn't it? So three things. What it looks like to be among the faithful. Present before God. Be bold. And keep at it. Just keep at it. You'll know when you can stop. You'll be dead. And then it'll be all sorted. That's it. Keep at it. Keep at it. So at the end of the day, it's all about relationship though, isn't it? See, the problem is when we hear prayer... When we think of prayer, we often think of task. Oh, man, that's going to be boring. Well, if it's really boring, you're probably doing it wrong. I don't go home and go, oh, I've got to talk to Jan tonight. <laughs> that's going to be boring. I don't say that. No, no, I'm saying I don't say that. I don't say that. No, I'm not in trouble. She gave me a birthday card this morning and the scripture, you know what the scripture was? I can't remember it word for word, but something like, he who has a wife has a good thing. <laughs> loved it, I loved it. That's great, that's how we roll. So, at the end of the day, it's about relationship. Prayer is Relationship. Prayer is conversation. Prayer has been on the journey with God. Prayer is worship. Prayer is this, we live in this atmosphere, this environment of prayer. So take the task mindset off and put the relationship mindset on. Now, sometimes we do need to sit down with our list and go, Lord, I've just got to cover some stuff with you. Every now and then Jan says to me, Sheridan, can we please just sit down and look at the diary together? Because it's a mess. Or, you know, we need to be on the same page. Sometimes we need to do that, but other times we can just have a really nice chat and just sit down and yarn about nothing, and it's awesome. Well, that, that's how prayer works with God. And all of it is building relationship. All of it is positioning us to be bold in his presence. And it's all about relationship. You know, everything with God at the end of the day is about relationship. The cross 
That was a great communion word. The cross is about relationship. That's what it's about. Jesus went to the cross to repair the breach in relationship between mankind and God. So now we get to choose, and it's incredible power in our hands, isn't it? Whether we accept his gift or whether we don't. Whether we choose to walk with him or whether we don't. Whether we choose to give him our life. or We, we get that. That's an amazing choice. And that choice is not just for here and now, although you will live your best life in relationship with Jesus. It, it, it goes into eternity. It's a, that is an amazing thought. All eternity. Incredible. And we get to choose. Can I ask you to bow your heads just for a moment? How many of us are here this morning and we've not said, Jesus, I give you my life. I come into relationship with you. I accept your gift. I want to do life with you. I want to walk with you. I want to know you. There's no better day, there's no better time than right now to say yes to Jesus. And it could be for the very first time, or it could be that for whatever reason you've kind of wandered off, strayed off. And today you're going, you know, Jesus, I choose you. I'm going again. And that's great. He's there, arms wide open, saying, thank you. This is fantastic. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you if you want to say yes to Jesus today, and whether you're in the building or whether you're online, I'm speaking to you. I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. There's nothing special in lifting your hand. It's just so I can see you, really, and say, that's awesome. I want to celebrate with that person coming into alignment. Bring their lives into alignment with Jesus. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. I know he's prompting some, he's stirring some now. He could be sitting there, he could be feeling quite uncomfortable. It's probably the Holy Spirit saying, Come on, now's your time, now's your moment. Let's come into alignment. Say yes to me. Let's journey together. If you know you need to say yes to Jesus today, can you lift your hand right where you are? Just quickly. Make sure I see it. Thanks, man. That's awesome. Thanks. Wonderful. Seen two people so far. real sense in my spirit there's more of us this morning who need to respond to him thank you I've seen three people so far brilliant it's wonderful the Bible tells us that when one person gets right with God the angels celebrate so we've got the angels celebrating right now three people getting right I'm just going to wait another couple of seconds Four. That's wonderful. By faith, there's a few online this morning saying yes to Jesus. That's great. 
Brilliant. Hey, church, can we give these four a massive big hand, please? That's wonderful. Lord, I thank you for these four people who are saying yes to you this morning. As they say yes, I ask that you would establish them firmly in relationship with yourself. I thank you that you forgive us of everything we've done. And as we repent before you, you wipe the slate clean and start us on this new journey. So I give you thanks for them. And I bless them and ask that you would establish them in in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. If you responded, then can you please make sure that you don't leave without popping down to the table at the back. And we've got some information. We want to connect you, help you on the journey any way we can. For the rest of us this morning, can I ask this question? Have you actually heard what the passage said? Oh, yeah, he just rabbited on blah, 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 for 20 minutes, whatever. Have you actually heard what the passage said? Yeah. It's the Word of God. It's not just a... It's got authority. If you've heard what the passage said, you need to respond to it. I need to respond to it. It's a passage in today's culture that demands something of us that we don't seem to be too good at anymore. And that's discipline at coming into his presence. Discipline and prayer, high value of prayer. But he said, my house will be known as a house of prayer. 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 If you've heard it this morning, if you've heard the passage, why don't you stand right where you are? Stop. I forgot the second bit. If you've heard it and it's spoken to you and you're saying, Lord, I'm going to address that because I would like to say we've all got it perfect tomorrow, but we won't. You know, the wheels will fall off. That's human. But the best we can do is go, Lord, I'm going to address that. I intend. I'm going to help me. I'm going to pray that he helps us. If you're saying, Lord, I've heard it and I intend to address it because you've spoken to me this morning, stand on your feet right where you are. Fantastic. Fantastic. Father, we've heard the passage. We've heard what you've said. And my confession is I don't think I'm up to scratch in this area. I think you would like me to commune with you a whole lot more. And Father, I ask that by your Spirit, you would draw us into prayer, into relationship, into worship that you would draw us, Holy Spirit, that this would be a a supernatural drawing, wooing, transaction that would take place. It wouldn't just be a stirring up of the natural, but it would be a supernatural stirring up in Jesus' name that your church, us, your people, would be known as a people of prayer. So I ask for every person in this place, every person online this morning, Holy Spirit, that you would rest on everyone there would be a tangible sense of your shifting our spirits. There would be a tangible sense of your drawing. There would be a tangible sense of your refreshing and calling into a life of relationship, a life of prayer. And Father, let us walk in that direction with incredible enthusiasm as a revelation of what it really means to pray and to be in your presence falls on your church. In Jesus' name. I thank you for every person. I bless every person in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for who you are. Amen.
Amen and amen. How about you give Sheridan a hand? So, a great word. A word that God constantly reminds me of. Persistence, persistence. It's okay to be persistent. I like that. That's good, isn't it? And I just keep getting the word uh, disqualify. I want to encourage anyone that is here today, if you're online, if you are disqualifying yourself, that is not of God. And so I break that off in the name of Jesus. You are not disqualified. In fact, he calls you forward. I think Sheridan said in his prayer then, he calls you, he calls you forward. So I speak that over over you if that is you here today. Well, I declare blessing over you, church. It is wonderful to gather together and the kids are back today and I'm sure they've had a wonderful morning together this morning. Please, if you have got children, please say a huge thank you to the kids' leaders. Aren't they amazing? Yes, and I'm sure they, they are actually looking for, for more kids' leaders, so it's a great team to be involved with. So, so um, if you want to inquire more about that, then please let us know. You can go and see the harbour or see Helen and be a part of that team, but um, make sure that you sign your kids out nice and promptly and say a big thank you to them. Uh, tonight, we have got Jay Rogers speaking tonight. It's going to be a good night. Yeah, it's 6pm. 6pm officially back in the buildings. That's great. There's been a couple of out of the building 6pmers, but officially back in the building tonight. So everything's happening. It's good, eh? Exciting. I pray that the kids started back all right, or if you're starting back this week, that you will have a wonderful week this week. Children, they're out there, aren't they? Thank you, church, for giving. We declare blessing over the tithes and offerings and over the givers in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, thank you, Lord, for multiplication. Thank you, Lord, for what He is doing, what you're doing in and through our finances. Amen. The the giving boxes are in the foyer. Uh, to give. We're purposed in our giving at Activate, aren't we? Plus you can give online as well, of course. I reckon we should sing to finish. How about that? Yes. And then Sheridan's going to enjoy his KFC for lunch. Yes. Yeah. What are you having, Julie? (laughs) Not sure yet. Colin's going to spoil Julie. (laughs) To speak that into being. (laughs) All right. Let's sing to finish. Thanks, team. Let's declare the victory of God over this house this morning. Come on. You are calling me. You are calling me into your open arms. God, I choose to walk with you with all my heart. Although trials. Although trials may come, let your will be done. You go where you are. With everything my heart will sing that you are king. Come on, church, let's sing. Jesus, Jesus, Savior, nice healer. There is no one like you. You are my God, holy. You will want it all for me. You will want the victory.
Take someone out for KFC, coleslaw, chicken, and buns. Maccas, bless you, chick. So 